it's the 16th of January 2017 and this is Two Grown Men Live! Hello Nick. Hello. Hello, how Hello. are you? I can't, I can't hear the music when we do this and it's okay. very confusing. Do you just sort of have to accept that it's happening in blind faith? Yeah, I trust you. Yeah, I definitely didn't accidentally play um, that quiz show music at the end of last week's show. Did you accidentally play the quiz show music at the end of last week's show? Yeah, absolutely. I am. Um, I have a problem. <clears throat> just one. Well, I. It's the. I mean, you. You've already got. You've had a bit of a spoiler of this. You know that this is coming. Uh-huh. But um, I. Uh, I was running around trying to uh, sort out uh, everything. Um, my wife isn't here, and she apparently... I don't know how she's managed it, but she has somehow managed to accumulate all of the phone charges in the house, which is which is weird, because we used to have an excess. And But a lot of different things happened, and I thought I was timing things right, and the long and the short of it is I have two toast pizzas in front of me. Two ghost pizzas? To- toast pizzas. You know well, what thought- a toast pizza is, right? Um, yeah, it's when you put all of the ingredients that you'd find normally on a pizza onto a piece of toast and then stick it under the grill. Yeah, it's basically sexy cheese on toast. Yeah. I, um, do, I remember them always being grody when I was younger. No, that's you, you're remembering it wrong. Is it a very lazy man's toasted sandwich, essentially, isn't it? A toasty. Did you say toasty? Um, sorry? Nick, I've got an awful lot of cold in my head, and it might be Have you? possible I'm not thinking clearly. You do you do sound like you do have. Yeah, no, right. Um what I'm worrying about, what I'm thinking about is that th- this this uh uh sexy cheese on toast is getting cold as we speak. And it will be grody. But I think me you eating know, it'll probably know, be quite noisy. You know why it's getting uh why it's getting uh, cold, don't you? Why? Because of uh, entropy. Is it because of entropy? Yes, it's the law of thermodynamics, isn't it? Is it? Um, uh, is it energy in the system tends towards decay or something like that? I can't remember. I don't. I've never heard of it. What I think. What I think is, I'm going to try and eat it. But you've and I, literally and I think... spoken about it every week for the last two or three weeks. It's incredible. You should look it up. It's interesting. Um, I'm a new man. See, I think this is going okay. I don't think you can. I don't think you can hear that, can you? No, it's textbook. See, I'm I'm in a fortunate position where um, I can uh, mix down on the radio player my Uh mic when I'm taking a slurp from my coffee and my pipe. So when you get the the audacity file from me, you'll have all that look forward to. Well, the thing is, I think this adds colour. People always tell me that I... I, um, People always tell me... (laughs) People always I don't know what that was. People always tell me that I uh Well it was like a, it was like an old style nineteen eighties rap, wasn't it? Yeah. My name's Nick B and I'm here to say I'm eating the people always, in this funny way. The people always tell me I worry too much about the sound quality on these podcast things. Such S- such such that I shouldn't worry so much because I worry too much is what they say. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a play. I'm going to... Have a play in a brand new way. My face feels so so hot right now. (laughs) Really? Why? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I feel quite embarrassed. I feel like I'm culturally acquisitioning the seventies. If thought, I was there, I thought blushing is something that's impossible to do when you're on your own, which essentially you are. No, because you're here I, with me. No, I'm just a voice in your head, though, aren't I? Well, how'd, I mean, there, there is an I... element to which I believe that of everyone. Oh, this is already getting cold, and Am the cheese your... is already. Is there a possibility uh, that I'm your Tyler Derby? Or was he the other one? Can you expand on that? You know, like the, um, uh, I, I'm Brad Pitt to your Edward Norton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tickled me. <coughs> it's possible. Of your imagination, that's what I'm trying to say, Nick. Are you saying you that... You join it, you tuck in, mate. No worries. <laughs> I can't tell if you're actually angry or not. No, 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 that's fine, you tuck in. You have a nice meal. It's not it's really a like, nice meal. It's a sexy, sexy cheese on toast. It sounded um, like a studio outtake of uh, Alan's psychedelic breakfast from the Atom Heart Mother album by Pink Floyd. I've been listening to a lot of the podcasts you're supposed to listen to. So I'm, I'm supposed to listen to the people are supposed to listen to. I've listened to two podcasts. Um, well, no, actually, yeah, I caught up on the Comedy Bang Bang Best of of last year. Oh, that was good. And it turned out I must have only listened... I must have only stopped listening around halfway through the year when uh, things, everything stopped being funny. Because oh, I did... Um, <laughs> oh, sick burn. I, oh, no, I don't mean... Because of the, the uh, social political climate. Yeah, yeah. Than, well, comedy, I think Comedy Bang Bang stays com- funny. Yeah, Comedy comedy Bang Bangs, they, they tend to steer away from politics. Yeah, and um, although they couldn't help it a bit this year. And... Um, well, they don't and live so, in a vacuum. No, no, no. Well, they die. So, um, the so I've listened to a lot of that, and there was a whole bit on one of those about a guy doing a song while eating an apple, which was uh, quite funny. And then I was listening to a regular features episode, a very recent one, which started with someone eating an apple, which I think was unrelated. I don't think it was plagiarism. Um. That's the thing people do on podcasts is they mispronounce uh, uh, words to um, make them funny, which should really give us a leg up because I'm forever mispronouncing words, aren't say, I? Say Solent. So, Solent. Isn't that how you say it? Isn't that? I mean, I'm just copying what you just said. So. Say um, caricature. Car- caricature. You're the one who can't say caricature. <laughs> you say caricature. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I worked out last week I don't know if uh, we've talked about it on the podcast uh, but I worked out last week why because you and other people are always uh, gently ribbing me about my inability to pronounce because my English is pretty good it's my language yeah for a foreigner it's not bad yeah my English is uh, my English pretty good my written English is very good and people have been since uh, I've started talking to people a bit like since mm. I got married and and we socialise sometimes and since I've been podcasting, a lot of people have been uh, finding humour in my inability to pronounce certain words, which I'd gone like thirty five years without anyone commenting on at all. I didn't realise it was an issue. Oh, it exposed a whole new area for you to be um, be be uh, given feelings of 
inadequacy. The nature. Yeah, yeah. But I, I realised uh, just uh, last, I think in the last couple of weeks, I realised why it happens, and now I feel a lot better about it because you're all the you're all the villains of this. It turns mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Because I realised that um, the reason I mispronounce a lot of words that I've been saying for a really, really long time is when I was growing up at school. Uh, this is one of those memories that I can never draw. I could never draw out when I was doing the um, the autism. Uh, you know, I did an autism assessment last year. I haven't really mentioned it because it's quite no, private. No, no, no. I've um, not mentioned it to me, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, um, so, when I was doing that, he was asking me lots of questions that I feel like he was getting a little bit irritated that I should remember these things about my childhood, and I couldn't really remember any of them. And I have noticed in the past that I, I have a lot of trouble remembering stuff that, that's supposed to be quite formative and the one thing that i uh one thing that came came to me in the last couple of weeks while i was hilariously mispronouncing a word i can't remember which word it's not really relevant to the story um is is that i learn my vocabulary most of my vocabulary which is quite a good vocabulary was mostly learned from reading because mm. uh for most of my early life i did a lot more reading than i did talking to other actual human beings that's uh, I used to spend a lot of time at school hiding in the library and no, th- on my I, own and reading. I think that's absolutely right because the, mor- the majority of my vocabulary comes from listening to Radio Four. Yeah, so, and, 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 not from, uh, and, and not the from Sweeney, books, genuinely not from books. And the Sweeney, and the Sweeney. Yeah, well, they're all my spirit animals, aren't they? Hmm. I'm hanging on to spirit oh, animal. You, you went for you went for a bite of food just as I went for a drink of coffee. <laughs> Brilliant. We are so good at this. Well, it's hard um, to tell, isn't it? That is really horrible, the sound of your masticating. It's not nice. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll try all, and do it away from Mike. It's all sort of wet and menacing. Well, it's cheese. The I, doctor... Um, go on. The, the, the last time I had a proper uh, medical checkup. Mm. um was, um, as opposed to the mental health one, I got a clean bill of health, by the way. I don't think I've mentioned that. Oh, I way, apparently you, am completely mentally healthy, when you were, is what um, I'm taking. When you were telling the story about your not-autism, I was picturing the psychiatrist talking to you, banging his fist on the on the desk and shouting, my God, man, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, it, apparently, uh, uh, defying all logic, a clean mm. bill of health, at least when mm. it comes to autism. And... Um, but I, I had a, a, a sort of a, a blood work, like a normal medical checkup, and they're like, "You got to keep on top, on top of these things, really." Blood work um, is that, is that what they call it? I can't now? even say on top of these things. You got to keep on top of these things, and I had a full blood check, Nick. and they said, um, "Yeah, you've got a fatty, I think it was a fatty liver, yeah. but other than that, you're okay." Which surprised me a little bit, to be honest. Is blood work when you go down to the docks and sell? goes on your veins to sailors for 20 bob a, a throw. Is that yes. blood work? I think that is blood work. Yeah. Vamp- vampiric sailors. Um, mm. Aren't all sailors essentially vampiric? Yes. Yeah, that's well, that's why sea. they're sailors. That's why they go they, to they, sea, so people don't notice they're not out during the day. Yeah. They're all, yeah. they're all running away from the sunlight and stuff. These modern boats look after themselves, don't they? Pretty much. Yeah, and they've got a big downstairs. So all they've got to do is put all the little slidey window bits down on the portholes. Got a perfect place for vampires to hide. You can be out at sea for months. 
And then when they come in, they can always come in in the middle of the night, unload the boat in the middle of the night, so no one thinks, oh, that's that's weird. Why aren't they unloading the boat during the day? And it's like, oh, well, we came in, let's get it off, let's let's get the job done. And then they can go back onto the boat and they can continue their maritime subterfuge. Oh, shit. I thought oh. I was guessing. I thought I was... All right. I thought I'd perfectly... I guessed you were gonna you were gonna talk for a little while then, and I, no, I judged mother, it. Did that monologue? Almost perfectly. Yeah, little. Yeah. You know what? You know Do what you know, went I'll tell wrong you what's though. What's freaking me out now is I what? I literally never stones throw away from the docks. I'm gonna be shitting myself now that it's fucking overrun <laughs> with vampires. Well, you know, um, you know where I went wrong then was I I had one mouthful of of uh, my uh, the first sexy pizza left, sexy yeah. cheese on toast left. Yeah. And I looked at it and I thought. Is he winding down? I don't know mm. if he's winding down. Oh shit! And it was that extra pause where I was mm. uncertain for a second That's what that I overran by. Yeah. If I if I just uh, if I just trusted to your ability on that one, uh, your, fly, you your ability to uh, fa uh, fl uh, fly fancy fly fancifully. Mm. Uh, apparently, I also one. don't have a stammer. So um, I anyway, I finished talking about sea bound vampires. Tell you what, I finished watching a day because I'm poorly sick. I wasn't at work. I didn't feel well. Oh. I was at home. I finished watching the second season of the Netflix show Narcos. Oh, is that good? Narcos. It is superb. I'd, I'd say, okay, can I can I just say, because it's about a human being who lived and famously died. Um, well, I mean, we all die. A lot of the What's... information in the um, in the program is totally in the public domain. However, right. I am going to say potentially spoilers from here on in for season two of Narcos. Right, because it's about Pablo Escobar, and obviously in the second season they shoot the fucker. He's um. Well, how? What I mean? Sorry, shoot the noises. I'm worrying about it now. So um, they they shoot him in the second season. Well, no, in the back. But it happens in the second season. So what are they going to do for the next five seasons? Well, interestingly, I was sort of I was sat there thinking, oh, this is this is perfect, really nice, taut little story, a family drama about um, about Pablo Escobar, who starts off as this sort of communal garden um, criminal and builds up this massive, terrifying narco terrorist empire um, to the point where he's 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 literally. In conflict with with the the rulers of the free world, and um, it was really compelling. And I, I think um, Pablo Escobar was a kind of a Walter White character, but only after Walter White had already started murdering. So you already didn't like him, but they managed to to paint a a, a sympathetic enough picture for you to have stakes in his. Um, in what happened to him, whilst, oh, and probably more importantly to his family, whilst at the same time, obviously, you know, showing that he was a massive monster who had um, an immense amount of blood on his on his hands. And I thought, fair play to them; they're going to they're going to do this in two seasons. Uh, and I was really impressed. It's like, well, that's quite brave because it's quite popular. You could just sit aboard this gravy train and ride it into um, syndication town, and you know that that would be. Brilliant, you know, but you're going to get it done in two. But, and, and here is the spoiler, 
that isn't really where the stories the story of the American DEA's um, involvement in with the narco terrorists in Colombia ended. So, oh. um, uh, season two very much leaves it open because um, uh, Pablo Escobar was part of the Medellin syndicate, and very much that was his his base of power. And there's also a, a city in Colombia called Cali, and there was a group of uh, narcos there as well who um, assisted with the downfall of Escobar. But obviously now attention shifts to them. So they've left it open to sort of change the the focus of the of the show, which is kind of brave because Pablo Escobar was very much, you know, the the, the star of the story, wasn't he? So, um, but the whole way through, uh, one of the DEA agents has been the narrator's voice. So it was always clearly you're observing events through the DEA's eyes. So it kind of makes sense, but also, you know, quite interesting. I'm pleased. It's really well-written, taught action drama. I keep seeing it. Netflix, excuse me, Netflix keeps uh, putting it up there, teasing with it. But there's so much stuff on there now that I just um, am utterly confused. It's hard. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, where sorry, to go next. I'll tell you what. The very best thing about Narcos is, is if I put it on in the bedroom and Scarlett's still awake. Although mm-hmm. there's a horrendous amount of swearing, it's all in Spanish. So oh, the, and she can't read properly yet. Well, no, she's not in the same room as me. She's in an adjacent room where the sound oh, might leech to, so she hasn't got the sound of swearing voices. Because it's or quite violent, has. isn't it? But I just keep saying "puta," which I think is fucking Spanish. Uh, I have a I have a child related question. You know we are a podcast uh, about uh, ostensibly about parenting. Yeah, get your uh, male orientated parenting tips here. Roll up. The the thing I um the thing I I wanted to mention before you started talking about narcos was um narcos. that I got <clears throat> my fatty liver. I was told that the only thing that might impact on my fatty liver is the thing that normally catches people out is cheese. Ah, and. Uh, it's just made me want to eat cheese all the time. Yeah, well, you're eating pizza, so you've got cheese right there. I know. It's I. I just I'm eating too much of it. It's no good. Well, I'd say t- turning diabetic just made me want to eat sugar. But I think the problem is um, because I always wanted to just eat sugar, I became a diabetic. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. That's uh, fate uh, uh, lending you. Uh, it's like when people who like to um, drink and drive mm. are ironically always the ones who get into accidents uh, when it looks way worse if you're in an accident and you've been drinking. It's just yeah. not... It's just a bad coincidence that ha- the world is an ironic law, place. It? it is. It's just sod's, yeah. it's sod's law. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, I wanted to ask you about... So, uh, Scarlet and Language... Uh, what? How do you explain? How did you explain uh, what the difference between girls and boys was to her? Because I, I we, we liked to think that I think maybe that we just weren't really going to uh, discuss any difference. But that's not practical, is it? They start well, asking questions pretty no, quickly. We, we avoid it, um, but we call them. Oh God, I think I think we do refer to them as male and female genitals. But it's hard not to be binary at this age. Yeah. So what do you call them? What do, I mean, what do you call her her stuff? Oh right, well um, to her when you're talking to her. Not I mean, not between you and Nicola. I don't it, want to know she, about your sex life. Her uh, her um her vernacular for it is front bottom, 
but mm-hmm. also we're very careful to use the words vagina and penis as well. So obviously mm-hmm. we say willy, but also like we're taught, like when we're talking properly, we use the words vagina and penis because I think it's right to give them the right name. I think so. Amy, Amy uh, thinks I think that um, vagina and penis just sounds a little bit too. Um, I guess grown up or serious yeah, or something. We're conditioned, I don't know. aren't we? Though that's yeah because of the way we were brought up. We're conditioned to find them really weird, sterile, sort of. But it's like no, that's what they're called. You know, that's a penis. That's a vagina. Well, you can call it a front bottom or a willy, but you know, it's a penis and a vagina. I mean, we the, haven't told them the fun you can have by putting those two things together yet. Shouldn't it be? Fun, it'll be weird. She's, she's kind of too young for that. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> steady on. Noah's definitely worked out that things feel quite nice. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, it's going to be a source of fun for him. But for then, a I mean, like, I don't think you ever grow. Out, I don't think men ever really grow out of that. So it's mm. sort of, I'd, I'd argue actually that the problem comes for the rest of the world when we decide to stop playing with our own and start trying to put it in other things. Well, yeah, I mean, once, I think, yeah, once you... we start inflicting it on everyone else, that's when it's a problem. Well, you're leaning on an open door with me there. Yeah, am I? I don't know what that means. Is that a reference to Only Fools and Horses? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, right. I thought I was because... dead safe to take a big cup of coffee then. How wrong I was. The, the point was forced a little bit this <clears throat> afternoon because we were talking about... Um, <clears throat> we were talking about uh I can't remember if it was one of his if it was one of Noah's friends it was after it was about bedtime we were talking about one of his friends or about someone and he was saying he was correcting me on saying that someone was a she and he wasn't just being uh, ultra progressive he was just confused it was someone who yeah. identifies as female and and is biologically female uh, Did he say quite... daddy gender neutral pronouns please he um he did not, but I'd like to raise him uh, 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 to be that woke. Yeah, um, good. But I don't know if that's going to happen because don't the world is going to work its magic on him. I think uh, just the way it yeah. does everyone else. Don't but don't so let him become a it, it became, or a cuck, Nick, for God's sake. We've we've settled on <laughs> uh, previously. I had settled on boobies as as the defining because even though there are some men with 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 boobies and even though um you know it isn't immediately clear on every woman that she's got boobies um you can you can broadly cover a lot of ground with that but that doesn't work with uh, uh little children and he also started getting a little bit uh funny about the fact that he and max don't have boobies i think he started getting a bit upset okay um that, that, that they don't have them sure so so then I, I started trying to expand and say, well, and, and girls don't have willies. And then he went on, he immediately went on this uh, uh, um, <coughs> logic. <laughs> You're right there. Yeah, I'm fine. I've got a cold. I'm sorry. He immediately went on this logic rampage. <coughs> uh, he went very quickly from me saying they don't have willies to to just getting very preoccupied about uh, the fact that that means that girls don't don't wee that, that that they must just poo if they only have bottoms they must just poo well, that's a reasonable so assumption to make 
well so in the end I had to I had to tell him about vaginas and I don't think I don't think um, Amy and I had ever actually landed on what what word we were going to use for them because Willie is easy but most of the stuff for vagina sounds a bit weird may I ask a question what do they not take baths with you yeah but not loads not often we don't have a very big bath because um like bathing and drying ourselves off after bathing is where most of the questions sprung from is like why have you got a willy and you haven't or i haven't so a lot of the stuff sort of came around actually our own nudity if you like well they see us naked all the time Mm. so i don't but it just doesn't really seem to have come up very much and that was the other thing is i was i was um retracting from getting into too much detail because i i i didn't i didn't want to start like it once you start talking about maybe i'm worrying too much about freud or or something at this point but i didn't i didn't want to talk too much in terms of the absence of something and I didn't want to freak him out talking too much about like his 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 mummy's body or any of that stuff. I don't mean because it's his mummy, but just like he's only just really getting his head round Willie's. Do you I think, think? And I know one of my preoccupations, and so you know this isn't a universal experience. One of the hard things to get over is you need you know remembering that when you're talking about these things with a child and to your mind they are inherently sexual but a child of that age has no concept of sexuality so it's hard to put yourself into a a like as far as all that's concerned an innocent if you like mind it's it's a real different difficult shift of thinking you have to get yourself in well it's funny you say that because actually because I, I understand that would be a problem, and I don't, and I don't want to get like I, I tend to think of that more in terms of not telling him off for touching himself. Oh God, yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, I, I, I think, a, I think, in, I think in terms of that. Him. But when it comes to talking about uh, talking about the bodies, yeah. that isn't what I'm worried about at all. I'm more worried that he'll like, you know, they they do that weird thing. Um, little children where... Are you worried about doubling down on the binary thing? Is is your concern that you're reinforcing this sense of um, a gender being a, a completely binary deal? Is that... Sorry, oh, I'm no. To... I mean, I'm, I'm vaguely... I, I, I vaguely don't... Um, that's, that's vaguely on my mind because we actually have a nephew who... Um, prefers dressing in in female clothes and yeah. and stuff like that he's um I'm, I'm he sure might be old enough to he might be old enough to tell but we're not at the point yet where we're being careful about what pronouns we use around him or I'm, anything like that because i'm sure i'm sure all of all of that to the extent that he can he still identifies as a boy really so yeah. it's sort of um so it's no i'm i mean i i i think about that it because i don't want to make things weird uh, <clears throat> weird for him in in that regard in the actual people we know who it might get strange about he also has um our um one of our closest friends that he sees probably like the he is is 
he sees one. He sees one of Amy and Maya's friend, and mine's friends, uh, almost as much as he sees me sometimes. Um, our friend Oki, and she uh, dresses in a very neutral way. She identifies as female, but she dresses in a very neutral way. And um, and I know things can get quite confusing for him around around that as well because she she's obviously female to me, but like to a child, nearly all of the things you'd uh, nearly all of the ways you'd describe the differences to a child don't apply to her necessarily. Sure, if you see what I mean. So um, so yeah, it's on our mind, but I'm not worried about it. With me, it's literally. Like there's that thing where he'll be watching he'll be watching YouTube videos, uh, the uh, the um, nursery rhyme videos around Halloween, and they'll have monsters in them, and they'll be really creepy, and he will seek them out. And then we'll be watching something in a Pixar movie, and he'll get really preoccupied with a single story detail that that you might not have considered was that big a deal. Yeah, and so I'm. What what I'm what I am preoccupied about, and this is probably as much about my brain chemistry as anything else, is stumbling into the area of describing difference from him in a way that it won't completely freak him out. If you if you see what I mean, yeah. Like I I worry I I I, I don't I, we haven't we haven't really agreed on how much detail we want to talk to him about in this we don't hide our bodies from him but at the same time he hasn't really asked any questions and stuff like that he knows he came from inside his mummy but he doesn't understand the mechanics of that or any of that stuff but i do have some concerns about if you explain to a child his age who does have a very inquisitive mind and tends to make these little leaps that you're not expecting if we explain to him that i mean he was preoccupied by the fact that we don't have boobies and it wasn't a sexual thing and it wasn't a gender thing he wasn't anxious about whether or not we were boys or girls he got a bit preoccupied about the fact because he was like well if some people have them and we don't have them what does why is that what what does that say about us and then so when i was talking about willies and how uh, women don't have them or girls don't have them i'm i'm treading ground where i don't want him to suddenly start getting freaked out that like someone's taken them away or anything like that do you see what i mean it's not it's not gender it's just like he's asking questions like well if they don't have them then why don't they have them did they yeah. have them and now they don't have them what's happened there exactly and i'm so and so i'm thinking i'm thinking in terms of that more than anything else i'm not really thinking about sex when i think about it we um still do sort of take the more matter of fact approach to it so she asks a question, well, why do mummies have boobies? Because you know, typically Scarlett would say mummies and daddies because those are the men and women that she kind of related to at the time, I guess. You know, you had two types of grown-up, a mummy or a daddy. Um, and we, we'd say, well, well, mummies have breasts because they create milk and they're for feeding babies. And we, you know, talk about them in a sort of matter-of-fact way like that, and that usually for Scarlett satisfied her like to the point where she's six and a half and she knows that a baby comes from an egg which has um been fertilized by a sperm which comes from a daddy but she doesn't know the mechanics because she hasn't really shown that much 
interest in the mechanics, but she's asked about how does it happen, so we kind of tell her, well, this is how it happens in as sort of straightforward a way as possible. And that's always, for Scarlett, that's always seen the satisfier, and I've always been more comfortable with, apart from Santa, telling the truth. <laughs> uh, so, well, I mean... you know, when she comes, telling the truth but not being too... Um, rigid with with my interpretation of the truth, and I think for us that normally the the stickiest subject is God and religion, because she goes to a C of E school, so they are they have religious assemblies, and I think Scarlett believes in a broad concept of God, so she'll ask questions like, "Did God make that?" and we say, "No, we don't believe that he did," but also at the same time we don't tell her that. We tell her some people don't believe that God exists and some people do, you know, and it's, we, we make it clear that there's more than one point of view on something that I've got reasonably firmly held opinions on, just because it feels like the fair and correct thing to do. Do you do the same thing about racism? No, um, but we, we talk about um, tolerance. And I think I think what you're talking about non-binary um, gender identification falls into that same category of an appreciation that everybody's different. So yeah. I don't I don't think racism as a subject is kind of the same as being honest about biological processes or, or faith because faith necess- isn't necessarily a wrong-minded um, position to take. You know, it is a perfectly understandable and in some ways logical position for a human being to try and make sense of existence, whereas racism isn't logical. So it's different. I I mean, I just see a lot of that at the moment. Wow. (laughs) Sorry, I should make it clear. If I make any... if I make any particularly um, uh, loud noises, um, I've mixed myself right down on the... um, outgoing audio feed so they uh, they can't hear any of this now did you hear me eating the, eating the rest of my pizza uh yes yes i did oh shit i thought i was muting i can't work out how to mute on this mic at all or indeed any of the mics well, ever we're quite fortunate tonight because you're you're our listener which is it's quite good it's quite i found i found it quite calming oh good um <clears throat> that was mixed up Oh, good. Okay, so I'm feeling pretty mixed up. No, I um, that's uh, the a lot of the political and sociological stuff that's going on at the moment. The very uh, white middle of the road perspective on it all seems to be. Well, I mean, you got to respect other people's opinions. Yeah, uh, even a, up to a point. I think uh, it, I I think you respect people's opinions until they become at odds with your your view of the world. And unfortunately, some people have a view of the world I would consider wrong-headed. But it, there's some things that... Some things are facts, and it's easy to talk to kids about. So, Name one one fact. So, like, well, the, the biological stuff about how a baby's made. You know, it's like, well, a sperm... Um, fertilizes an egg inside uh, a womb. You know, that's a, a biological fact. Okay. So you can teach her. 
there are um, matters of faith, which I'd say obviously religion and so forth, matters of opinion like politics, mm-hmm. and then there's um, matters of um, extre- extremes. So um, people who believe in extreme ideologies like fascism and so forth, and then, well, that is something I'm prepared to, my my opinion will... You know, but we we talk we talk through about why these people are doing these things because I wanted to understand why people can be so hateful. Um, so she doesn't fall into the trap of becoming hateful, I guess. Mm. You know, and, you think and, she's got that in her? I hope so. We and we've had conversations about privilege, although we haven't necessarily called it that. But why do some people feel like that, or some people don't feel that's a problem? Or why don't people do do things about that? And we've spoken about, you know, how comfortable and easy our lives are in comparison to others and because of who we are and where we are, you know? So, but, you know, you, you just... You, I, I guess you have to be quite gentle in terms of the way you go about it. I don't want to be too bombastic with her. Because mm. I, I don't think that's a very helpful way to, to be. Because I don't want her to grow up thinking or believing God, in, cer- a bit much. in certainty. Because I don't uh, think that's I, helpful. I have to clarify something for the listener because this won't be absolutely clear. Uh, this will this won't be absolutely clear from the mix. Mm. But because James and I are talking across Skype, sometimes when I talk. It will, uh, and if he if he starts talking while I'm talking or whatever, it will cut off, and he's not necessarily getting the clear audio that I'm getting. Yeah. So when he said um, about Scarlett that he would, uh, you know, he wants to talk to her about this stuff because he would like her to not turn out to be the sort of person who hates. Um, what I said, but I don't think it's what James necessarily heard was, oh, so do you think she might have that in her? And then he said, oh, yes, I would hope so. Oh, I thought you uh, meant the ability to not be that sort of person. Yeah, no, I, I was I was joking about her having the ability to be that sort of person. And, and yes, and you, I, think, and, I think we all have hate, hate innate in oh, us because I think it's part of fear. We have. You know what, you know what that makes me think of? Um, Rogue One. Okay. And uh, the reason that thing about how... Yet, so no spoilers. I won't spoil it. Uh, the reason uh, you mentioned the thing about we all have hate in us and you think it comes from fear, and that made me think of uh, Rogue One because I I fear that I hated it a little bit. Fair enough. It made me sad. I, I mean, I won't go into detail because you haven't seen it yet. But... No, and I think, I think in terms of my opinion of it, I don't know, I've been thinking about it a lot. Maybe says all you need to know is I've found plenty of excuses not to go and see it. Hmm. And and I... Sounds a bit stupid. I'm, I'm 41 years old and I'm a geek, so obviously I love Star Wars because, you know, you and I grew up in the frigging sweet spot, didn't we, you know? Hmm. But, you know, I love it. I have I have a tattoo. I've I've had my love of it brand, uh, uh, brandished... No. What, branded. Um, branded upon me. I carry, yep. I carry around a, a Disney brand. On my mm-hmm. uh, on my arm, I I adore it. I I still dream Star Wars, you know, even even now. But um, apparently, I'm not that interested 
in um, the backstory that immediately precedes the start of my favourite film. <laughs> you know, it's See, like, I know, I know all I need to know about that because they've got the plans. That guy's the bad guy. Off we go. Let's go and watch the hero's journey. It's a good story. You see, I un- I understand that from the perspective that I don't want to see another Han. I don't want to see a Han Solo, a young Han Solo film. No, can I? Sorry, can I just because I don't either, and I don't know what your reasons are, but they've already done Young Boba Fett, and it was friggin' awful, and I I'm <laughs> terrified. Well, oh. I haven't seen. I haven't really seen. I didn't really pay a lot of attention, and I already knew I didn't need to know much mm. more about Boba Fett. So, um, but, but I, I'm not interested in seeing the core characters again. Yeah. But what I am interested in, what I'm totally in the. I don't think this is going to spoil anything for you, to be honest. No, it's um, fine. What What I am definitely in the wheelhouse for is, I love in the market for sorry i'm not sure what i mean by wheelhouse um i love the idea of these in between movies exploring just just treating the star wars universe like it's a real universe yeah you know like in terms of world war ii and this is probably a a really Mm. bad example because that's an actual thing that actually happened and and lots of people died and stuff but in terms of these actual big historical battles yeah, you can watch multiple films about them, and multiple takes on them, and it turns out our brains will even allow us to watch uh, an alt universe version of it of um, what happens to Hitler in Inglorious mm. Bastards, and like that's a massive, that's not a small weird little film, and yet it's a total alternate universe version of a thing. Like yeah. these things that that we all take as a given or we all know happened we can actually part part of the beauty of stories for me is that if something's established enough you can see different versions of it and it'll be fine yeah and it's actually interesting and that's the interesting thing to me about these in between star wars movies i like the idea of seeing a star wars film that doesn't have a single jedi that's not a spoiler really because uh, it's it's kind of part of the idea yeah, of it that it doesn't have a single Jedi in it. The concept of the Force is still there, but because that's what interests me, you know, like yeah. I love the idea of these peripheral characters and and this universe, and not necessarily fleshing it out or filling it out in a way that you uh, learn more about the characters you already know. Because I find that that for me, this is my Harry Potter problem, and I probably have talked about this on the podcast before. I don't know if this has always been the case for me. But certainly in the last few years, I've realised I have a really bad reaction against the Destiny characters. Sure. They're traditionally the wish-fulfillment characters. They're the ones you're supposed to be interested in. Yeah, so Luke and Ray. Yeah, well, um, Ray I'll allow a certain amount because her... <clears throat> because it, it's really it's really deliberate, the amount of time that's split between her and Finn. Yeah, so even, even though so, she's tied to Luke, in terms yeah. of how much time she's actually on screen and how much you follow her, you can she you can treat her like the supporting character to Finn if you want to. No, well, no, I, she she. I mean, she's the hero to his comic relief. I mean, he's he's R two D two. Yeah, he's he's R two D two and C three PO. 
Oh know, my god, no he isn't. <laughs> yes he is, he's well meaning but slightly bumbling. He has lots of silly silly lines, funny moments. You know, he obviously he I mean he's certainly not Han Solo. He's He's more, absolutely Han he, Solo. No, no, of course he's not. Pope Dameron is Han Solo. Why do you say that though? What why why Pope Dameron? Do you, do you say that Pope, because he's dashing? He he's the the um roguish because he likes to do things, you know. He like he's very boastful, um, he, and he is very dashing. Whereas, look at um, if you look at the Hidden Fortress and look at the two characters that inspired R two D two and um, C three PO, they're essentially a couple of um, grunts who are cowards who have to be brave. And Finn is a grunt and a coward who has to be brave. He's more true to the characters that inspired C-3PO and R2-D2 than R2-D2 and C-3PO are. Well, so absolutely I don't, I mean, he's, he's them. I don't know, James. Oh, he I don't totally know. is. He totally is. Because, because that, that takes... That, that um, uh, takes... As an established, like I don't, I don't think we agree on what the interesting things about Han Solo's character are at all, because there's absolutely no reluctance to Poe Dameron at all. He's not a mercenary. He's not looking out for himself at all. He's he's basically Biggles. Oh, he, isn't he's, he? He's definitely a straighter character. He's than a Han company Solo, man. and he's got less. He's got less depth. He's following Solo. orders. He's, yeah, do, he's yeah, yeah. doing what he's yeah, told. Yeah, but um, Finn may be a rebel, but he's more a direct analog to those characters. I can't remember the name. He's more of a direct analog because he's more bumbling than Han Solo has a, a cocksure assuredness. He's a he's a, a nailed on alpha male. For the whereas, defense, whereas Finn, I uh, never is this, be described is this because, as an alpha. Is this because is this because you can't you can't see a black character as an alpha male? Is that what this oh, is about? Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh my God! But I don't. I mean, Han Solo definitely has his slapstick moments. Like he's running around with a gun like a lunatic oh, in the, the Death the Star. Thing with the, yeah, but I I I agree. But um, <laughs> I I think I, I think I don't I don't see um. <laughs> Finn as being a direct analogue of, of Han Solo in this particular... Why do you suppose that is, though? I mean, I, what is it about well, you? Well, that... now, now you're making me think I'm a racist. Could it just possibly <laughs> be that that we, we're we both applying uh, logic to it from a different place? I mean, Poe po Dameron isn't isn't um, the, the character, um, uh, the guy who plays... Isn't he Hispanic? I mean, he's not white, is he? Yeah, but I mean, so you know what you're like. I'm really like. hung up on the fact that you think that my whole <laughs> preposition is racist. No, it's you're not really the only person. I, I'm having to backtrack and check my privilege, and I'm I'm trying to go back in my sort of. In my, is it because he's black? Is it because I can't see a black guy? Is is it? But he definitely has more gag moments than Han Solo. Han Solo um, gag moments come from his overblown sense of bravado. The funniest moment in Star Wars is when he charges off after the stormtroopers and has to stop because he runs into a nest full of vipers. Whereas there's vipers. no way that Finn's character would run into a nest of vipers in in that film in that manner. He's a more he's a much more cautious individual. 
I'm just remembering because uh, I was thinking about and that a minute ago when I was as well. When I was thinking about the slapstick uh, moments, um, d- when I was thinking about the slapstick moments, I uh, pictured the special edition version of Han Solo mm. running down that corridor. Oh. Where, and I, mean, I admit, I haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen the special edition. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the special edition. The special edition many times, but I seem to remember that uh, George Lucas wanted there to be so many <sighs> more stormtroopers. That it actually looks like a few of them are just standing around like cowhog models. Yeah. Just leaning against things. Yeah. That's really stuck in my head. I don't know if it's true. I don't, I mean, I don't really, I don't really agree that, like, Finn is a reluctant hero, definitely. Yeah. But he isn't driven by cowardice. He's driven to by begin fear. begin with, He's he just doesn't, he, he is innately scared. Mm. which is sort of natural um really but like um he isn't running Sorry. away from he isn't running away from the empire because he's scared he's running away from the empire because he it's doesn't like he doesn't want to be part yeah. of yeah no 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 that that's murderous fair. machine yeah no and, that, that's and he's fair. got ptsd as well hasn't yeah. he but I, I so why think... do you hate soldiers so much cuz like what? i don't think ptsd is the same thing as cowardice but you clearly have an issue with it. Wow. <laughs> I um you um you debate points very aggressively. Rather than trying to pick apart someone's argument, you pick apart their personality, which I think is an interesting right now I way am. very interesting way to go about things given the misgivings you have about certain politicians at the moment. Um, uh, right, right. It's right funny, now I'm doing that because it amuses me. <laughs> it's funny that you um you say about what you'd like to see from a Star Wars movie because talking about Hidden Fortress and this is this is where you, where you want to see something different than imaginative what I want to see is more of the same I'd really love to see um, an old Republic Star Wars film but I'd like it to be a proper remake of the Hidden Fortress because I totally think you could set that in the setting of the old Republic I think that would be quite um, quite good fun if you're think- a Star Wars nerd I think you'd probably quite like Rogue One if what you want is more of the same. Oh, I, I know I will enjoy it. It's just I'm not... I, I haven't been super excited for it, and I certainly don't think it's a film that I have to see during its initial release because knowing about it will spoil it for me. So I I, you know, I, I pretty much think I know most of what happens in the film, and it's not going to spoil the enjoyment of seeing it for me. Whereas the next episode, episode eight, I'm going to have to see that on or around the day of release because I don't want I don't want to find out from someone else what happens because I'm I'm so invested in that story's timeline do you know uh, I managed to avoid spoilers um, I managed to avoid spoilers completely for The Force Awakens uh, right up until the point where I was walking in with you uh, walking into the cinema with you and you told me I mean I've already pieced together that uh, happens probably uh from what i've heard and i was like oh i hadn't heard that at all but spe- and spe- you were- speculation isn't the same as spoilers speculation is what you do when you go into a movie Ooh, well luckily because you because you happen because you framed it as a speculation mm. uh, because you framed it as speculation that allowed me to uh, uh, uh convince uh, myself that you're just an idiot uh but then of course in the immediate lead up to when uh, mm happens 
Um, I can't find sound effects on the internet. I That's genuinely why I didn't know what the big event was. I really, it was genuinely just speculation based on, you know, knowing about the um, motives. It was all built up from what I know the motives, what I thought the motives of the character, the character's actor were mm-hmm. and their previous feelings about the franchise. Yeah. And I kind of pieced it together that, well, the only way that, that, that Harrison Ford is going to make this film is if X happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the, the thing is, I did not know that at all until he went in. But it's okay. I mean, it's fine. You know, I, I didn't care that much. I just about Harrison Ford and Star Wars. Yeah, but he keeps coming back for Indiana Jones movies, doesn't yeah, but, he? But he hasn't, that dude he hasn't, hasn't ever been happy about any job he's done. He's, so. Yeah, but he's never fully disowned Indiana Jones, and he most certainly did disown Star Wars for a significant amount of time. I just think... Um, <coughs> I, I I just think that... I, I will say that in terms of filmmaking, in terms of um, actual movies rather than franchises... There is stuff in Rogue One that I like better than um, pretty much anything. Like, there are bits in Rogue One that I think are better than anything else that I've seen in any of the Star Wars movies. that That I would think was cool if I saw it in a movie that wasn't set in a universe that I already... Yeah. That already kind of had its hooks in me. Um, the, the, it doesn't really matter... Like, I I don't really like the special editions, but it's it's fair to say that like, as much as Star Wars the original version, I'll always love it. And there's a certain um, there's a version of it in my head that is super slick. The truth is that as time has gone on, you can you can see that um, it's an older film. Oh god, yeah. The, imag- the imagination is still all there on the screen, mm. but like you can see that it's an older film. You can see that there are limitations. You can see that in terms of some of the acting and stuff like that, some of the characters were a little bit um, green. Some of the actors, sorry, were a oh, little yeah. bit green. And um, George Lucas is a better director than he is writer, and that's all really clear when you go back and look at it. <laughs> and there are bits of Rogue One that I think stand alongside actual other movies that I've come to love in the time since I fell in love yeah. with Star Wars when I was a kid. Yeah. That said, it's really weird that they've chosen... Um, there are bits of it that are so hack. It's unbelievable. Again, yeah, without, I'm not, I'm not going to spoiler it. I'm not going to spoiler it. I just mean, like, someone will talk over an intercom to someone and it will be, like, a really good actor like Reza Med or someone. They'll absolutely nail their line... And the person on the other end will sound like a work in, a work experience boy or someone who's just in the <laughs> studio at the time. Brilliant. Not, I can hear you. And the sound mix wasn't quite right. Where I was, I don't know if it was where I was watching it or if it's just that the sound system is better than the screen that I was watching it on or something. Right. But that stuff really stuck out. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it was just well, like will, really weird. I will do once I've watched it. Sorry. I will do once I've watched it. I pro- also. Um, I kind of got put off taking Scarlet, although I'm pretty sure she could have taken it. Um, nothing, nothing is going to stop me taking her to see Episode Eight when it comes out. Um, but uh, the, the I um, also that I'd, I'd watch it with her for the first time when it comes out on DVD. The relentlessness of the violence, 
um, and the cost of the violence is there in this, but at the same time, there's there's nothing as graphic as, um, say, a couple of the bits that happen with uh, 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 Kylo Ren's lightsaber, or even some of the Obi Wan the... stuff. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's not the, that graphic. Uh... It's just really relentless. Oh, what are they called when we first see um, Han on that freighter and he's captured those monsters? I thought that was quite scary. I can't remember the yeah. monsters. That's really annoying me now. Well, they're, they're kind of scary, but they're also a little bit pixar as well. Like, we watched yeah, Toy yeah, Story yeah. 3. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was agreeing with you. We watched Toy Story 3, um... And even knowing how it turns out, although I'd forgotten exactly how it turns out, the bit where they're in the um, where they're in the trash conveyor belt. Oh, that's so is, yeah, so really fucking intense. Work. It's ridiculously yeah. intense. Yeah. Oh, the stakes are oh, it's horrible. I'm glad we are we are about one screening of that away from Noah asking me why they all start linking hands at the end. Not linking yeah. hands at the end, but when they're in the um, when they're in the furnace, and I don't oh, know what I'm going to say to him. Oh, because they've given up. Say, <laughs> it's because it's because they're all preparing to meet the void together. What's a void, Daddy? <laughs> well, imagine nothing. Uh, what's nothing, Daddy? Well, can you think back to before you were born? No, well, that's it. And that's where we're all going back to. <laughs> and, and, yeah. You don't get uh, any sleep for... Sorry, just... uh, Can I... You said about kids asking you stuff, and uh, none of that stuff... There hasn't been an awful lot of existential stuff with Scarlet, and she sort of handles it um, all pretty matter-of-factly. I think she kind of, uh, temperament-wise, thankfully seems to take after her mother in that respect. But um, the the thing I still think back to, and she must have been about three and a half. Remember, she was un- inconsolable one evening, crying in bed. And I said, what's wrong? He said, Daddy, I'm scared that when I'm older, I won't know how to do my computer work. And that, that existential dread of being unprepared oh, for the adult world when it arrives was was really rocked me when it happened. I still, I still remember it now, and it, it claws up the stomach a bit. Doesn't sound like she's got a lot of empathy because if she did, she would have asked you. you she would have asked Nikki that. She wouldn't. Have, she wouldn't have burdened you with that. Yeah. Wow. How did that end up as a sick burn on my door? <laughs> you monster. No, it was. It was a sick burn of you. I. I figure she's little. I mean, what, how accusing, would she know? You're accusing my daughter of having no empathy. If anything, she has <laughs> too much of it. Just like but, her dad. I mean, how would how would she know that? How would she know how fallible you are? Actually, <laughs> it's funny. You're kind of you're skirting around another subject I don't want to get into because we sh- we all end very shortly. But it is mm. <clears throat> about how we've never really we've only ever skirted around my mental health illness. So she knows mm. that daddy has a long term health thing that kept him off work for a long time a little while ago. But we've never really had a just because it's such a difficult concept to get over to kids without you probably, preoccupying them, you know? You probably caught her just young enough, though, didn't you? Yeah, With, she didn't really. Didn't it's really just, it, it's she just no a thing that she happened. She didn't give a fuck what was happening to me. <laughs> well, no, but you, she was very little. Yeah, she was, yeah. Um, Noah's, it, it's, 
basically all of the Pixar movies, and the Pixar mm. movies all have that stuff in yeah, them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll watch them. He's he's starting to ask all of those conceptual quest- conceptual questions now, yeah. which is interesting for me because I'm like, geez, did you just? Did you literally take none of this stuff in all of the other times you were watching it? What did you think was happening? Like, <laughs> all of the narrative stuff seems to have totally escape you. It's, it's he almost, asks questions constantly, which Amy finds... It's almost finds. like I'm making brand new neural pathways every day that's increasing my brain capacity and also my sense of wonder. But how how are these films that are quite narrative heavy fun? If he before he knew what was going on, I don't understand. So um, bright and colourful. yeah, that's true. So, um, so he's he's asking lots of those sort of questions. One thing that he does do, and I remember him doing it with an episode of Paw Patrol a really long time ago, but he did it with um, something recently. And I'm guessing now, actually, that he must do it with YouTube videos all mm. the time. So a lot of the time, he just wants to move on to the next thing. Like, yes. with YouTube videos, he doesn't really want to watch the same episode twice. When he watches something that I think freaks him out or scares him a little bit there's a particular episode of Paw Patrol with an alien in and he was watching something with a monster or something in the other day mm. he won't say he's scared or maybe he'll make some comment or he'll go a bit quiet Yeah, but he'll just want to watch it over and over again like he's trying to work oh, it yeah. out um, which is really weird because he's not, he's not a kid who's comfortable outside of his comfort zone that much sure you know he's like very he complains about things being too loud a lot and and uh, like if the music is something he doesn't want to listen to he'll just whinge about it being loud all the time and Scarlet was very sensitive to loud noise for a while I think it might possibly be young ears and loud noises yeah possibly he uh Max is obsessed with Seer well he's always been a bit obsessed with Let It Go and now he's obsessed with the Seer videos as well oh okay and dances along to what the girl is doing and um because I don't know if you've seen those videos but they've got like a little, uh, uh, she's tw- she must be about twelve or thirteen now, mm-hmm. but she was very young when the video started. Um, but she's an amazing dancer, cool. and so uh, Max will toddle around the room. He does the same with Let It Go as well. He follows all of the, <laughs> he follows the Elsa movements to the best of his ability. It's awesome, Beautiful. funny to watch him. Lovely, and I, I, um... I want him to go viral. I Noah mm. has let me down a little bit with this. Um, I I kind of want to get some decent video of Noah singing let, of Max singing Let It Go so uh, mm. so I can put it on YouTube and it goes proper viral and I become famous off the back of him Very maybe exciting. get a book deal well talking about um, exciting ideas that almost certainly will go viral because no one else has ever done it um, I don't know if you've listened to the um, Scarlet and James show that I recorded and sent to you this week um, which no, a, you're doubling up. I got very confused. Which, which will be available for Patreons um, uh, eventually. Um, mm-hmm. I um, teased the fact that I'm going to be recording the first of three shows of a new podcast that Jane and I are going to be doing. Wednesday night, we're going to record our first three episodes. They're going to be oh. no more than half an hour. Um, and we're recording yet another episode by episode of Seinfeld. Oh, it's available on Amazon. Has Jane Prime. seen that before? No, it's available on Amazon oh. Prime. Something that you and you and her used to take the piss out of me on the Momcast uh-huh. for constantly referring to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I thought, what the world needs is yet another podcast about Seinfeld. So I think provisionally it's it's um, entitled "Hello Newman," another Seinfeld podcast. 
Um, and uh, yeah, Jane and I will be recording those together um, starting this week. So who's they, Newman? Uh, well, his character uh, played by Wayne Knight in Seinfeld and Jerry. Oh, Lewis's in Seinfeld. Hello, okay. Newman. Sorry. In in Seinfeld. In Seinfeld. Which actually, right, just okay. telling you that makes me believe that I'm going to waste this because if there's any one thing that I know inside out having obsessively watched it over the last 15 years, then it's definitely Seinfeld. It's which actors play the main characters and what the main characters' names are. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a good place to start, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a very good place to start. You're not the most encouraging friend I've got, I have to say. (laughs) Well, (laughs) no, I think it's great, and I will will enjoy listening to it because I like you both, even though I'm still not going to watch Seinfeld. um, No, well, you, you don't have to. But we're gonna. But, it's gonna be one of those straight. So we have it on in front of us, with mm-hmm. the sound turned down, and we're we're each episode a last roughly as long as an episode of Seinfeld. Uh huh. But um, you you must have you must have known when you <laughs> you must have known that I was going to be sardonic when you mentioned Seinfeld. I haven't. Right. I haven't yet come up with a um with an idea for something creative that you haven't been slightly sardonic about. Nick, so no, I. I wasn't in the slightest bit surprised. <laughs> it's fine. No, that's fair. No, you break my heart as much as you want to. It's fine. I've been wrong. I've been wrong about one of those things. So, mm. um, <laughs> I've been wrong about all of them. It'll be funny. Look, you're both quite funny. You yeah. get on um, okay with each other. Yeah. I, um, I, you've got a funny dynamic with each other. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm not. I'm probably not. Uh, sublimating, um, which is one of those words I use, and I'm never entirely sure if I'm using it right. But I'm probably not sublimating a little bit of heartbreak. That um, of all of the things that I knew you were going to do, um, yeah. the, the the this this thing, <laughs> this thing that you're doing with someone else I podcast with, I had no idea about. I'm, well, that's, that's probably I'm, not I'm what I came up with the idea a couple of weeks ago. I've been. Exploring ideas for something to do with Jane. I knew I wanted to do um, a podcast with Jane regularly because she, her working life has changed and her ability to commit to podcasting has somewhat changed in the last few years. And especially um, now, she's she's uh, off exploring new avenues um, for herself. Her ability to commit is is uncertain, so it's quite nice to be able to do something regular with her. Because I'm not regular on We Have Issues anymore either. I mean, in so much as I haven't been on there for months. Yeah, but I mean, you know... Um, but also, that, hasn't, that hasn't killed that show at all, so... Good. There's um, also other other stuff that will be upcoming very shortly. I need to contact someone about talking to them. And also, um, I, I'm going to do an interview with... Um, Ian Sharman for ten years of orangutan comics for We Have Issues. Yay! And um, when are you going to do that? All the content I'll be doing this year, um, uh, we're we put out under the other ten percent as well. So, it all comes from us. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. It's fine. No, it's lovely. It's, well, it's about time we started doing things under the little creative tent we built for ourselves. Yeah. You never know. I may even I may even actually get to the point where I get enough people together to start recording these um these fucking rage plays. 
should talk to Ian about it. He apparently knows a lot of people who do that sort of thing. Well, no, I'd quite like it to be our chums. Um, I just, it's kind of, I need that. And I think I can record it around my dining room table. I just need a little bit more equipment. So actually, mm. it, it is about just investing in a bit more kit. And then I think once we've got enough microphones, I think we can do it between our friends. I don't think we need to play it very straight. So I think um, it'd be quite useful for for those who are closest and dearest to us to do the voices. Who can do voices? There's oh, well, you. I'll do the voices, and everyone else can just basically play versions of themselves. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, so you can just... I'll do um, I'll do I'll do one for you in each one as well. Finish. It'll be like the Lenny Henry, the yeah. old Lenny Henry show where it was different. Uh, if yeah. it was different situation in each one. Yeah, the lead character will have like this really um, unsupportive friend. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to play the lead though. That's the thing. It sounds like I want to play the lead character. I definitely don't. Oh come on. Well, I've written who, one. That, who I've are written, you trying to convince? I've written no, but I've written one that's got Vancula in it. So, you know, I've written myself into one of them. Or this not. is where you. This is where you try to pretend like you yeah. don't love the attention. Oh no, I do, but I'm I'm too <laughs> but I'm too full of self-loathing to want to admit it to myself because I don't feel I deserve it. Let's you do, I mean, you do. Far, you deserve it. Far, it's fine. We're far too late into the show for me to start going on about my self-loathing. <laughs> anyway, so this was this was two grown men. Um, this uh, you can listen to all of the previous episodes at twogrownmen.net. Uh, that's the number two grownmen.net. Uh, you can also subscribe to us at your podcatcher <coughs> of choice. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell. You can't even... You're... How have you managed to turn an illness into an attention-getting thing? This is... This is amazing. Yep. It's all about you, isn't it, James? It is. The thing is, you could literally say that about you or me or pretty much most of the people we know. Yeah. An awful lot of the people we know. Um... Yeah, so you can subscribe to us at your podcast of choice. You can uh, support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash TOTP. Uh, the uh, Scarlett and James uh, thing that he was talking about, the uh, supplemental podcast. It's just yeah. a podcast. It's a it's podcast, a bit, isn't the it? The next not... one coming up, I think, is a bit cray-cray. Because we, cray cray. we, uh, we have a guest. We have a guest on oh. Oh no! And you'll see the talent for voices is not just confined to daddy. This is um, this isn't where you start jumping the shark, though, is it? No, but have you seen Chuck Tingle's latest? Right, um, uh, it's um, I get pounded in the butt by a megalodon shark that I've apparently jumped over or something, but, <laughs> written, but written in um, Chuck Tingle's. Have you um, have you listened to last week's Harmontown? No, not yet. There I, is a. I am. I'm sorry. I am absolutely locked in to listening to all of the uh, nerd poker shows. <laughs> there is a um, a joke that is uh, Jeff Davies' favourite joke from Mister Ed. It's actually a Mister Ed joke, which okay. um, is 
from when Wilbur first uh, and I keep I keep thinking about it and chuckling. I've never seen the original, but just them talking about it makes me realise I would find it hilarious. Um, and it's from the pilot, and it's when Wilbur the horse, uh, Mister Ed. First, it's about a talking horse for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, Mister Ed talks to him for the first time, just uh, like in- incidentally, and um, and Wilbur's trying. Wilbur isn't sure that he's heard what he's heard. So he's imploring Mr. Ed to say something to prove that he can talk uh, because he's not sure that he's whether he's gone crazy or not. And apparently what <laughs> apparently how it goes is Wilbur says to Mr. Ed, um, did you just talk? Say something. And Mr. Ed says, like what? And Wilbur says, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> it's just every time I think about it, it makes me chuckle. I think I've... Uh, I think I killed it a little bit with over-enthusiasm. I think, I think that was perfect. I think that's probably the perfect place to jump off as well. Uh, thank you for listening, listener. Uh, thank you, James. You're awesome. Thank, thank you, Nick. Even though you, you keep things from me now, it turns out. Whatever. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Is the music playing now? 